Today is January 9th, 2024, and you're listening to Space News First Up. First Up is sponsored by Terran Orbital, the leading manufacturer of satellite products for the aerospace and defense industries. Terran Orbital provides end-to-end satellite solutions to meet the needs of the most demanding military, civil, and commercial customers. Learn more at terranorbital.com. Here are today's top headlines in space. Astrobotics Peregrine spacecraft suffered a propulsion anomaly hours after launch Monday that will keep the spacecraft from landing on the moon. The Space Force's Space Development Agency confirmed it is the customer for an 18-satellite contract rocket lab announced last month. The U.S. Army has unveiled new guidance underscoring the vital role of space systems in modern ground warfare. NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory laid off 100 contractors last week because of uncertainty about the federal budget. Muinspace has won a U.S. Air Force contract to study how its climate monitoring satellites can be used for cloud characterization. First Up is produced by Space News, the industry standard for professional space journalism. Visit spacenews.com for breaking news, policy updates, and original analysis. We begin today with an update on Astrobotics Peregrine spacecraft, which suffered a propulsion anomaly hours after launch Monday that will keep the spacecraft from landing on the moon. The company first reported the problem about seven hours after Peregrine's launch on a ULA Vulcan Centaur, stating that an issue was keeping the spacecraft from pointing its solar arrays at the sun. Engineers were able to properly orient the spacecraft, but later concluded the spacecraft was leaking propellant, requiring greater use of attitude control thrusters to keep it aligned. Astrobotics said late Monday that those thrusters will run out of fuel in about 40 hours, after which it will start to tumble and lose power, effectively ending the mission. That rules out a landing on the moon, with Astrobotic hoping to instead operate the spacecraft as close to lunar distance as we can before losing power. Astrobotic was carrying 20 payloads from NASA and other customers on Peregrine, the first in a series of commercial lander missions backed by the agency. The Space Force's Space Development Agency, SDA, confirmed it is the customer for an 18-satellite contract rocket lab announced last month. The contract, valued at up to $515 million, will be for 18 transport layer Tranche 2. Beta communications satellites scheduled for launch in mid-2027. The spacecraft will carry radios using the UHF and S-band frequencies that military and intelligence units rely upon for voice and low-speed data transmissions. The satellite buses for SDA will be a derivative of those Rocket Lab is developing for the communications company Global Star. The U.S. Army has unveiled new guidance underscoring the vital role of space systems in modern ground warfare. In a memo released Monday, the service outlined a vision for enhanced integration of space capabilities across all Army operations and activities. That includes the Army's explicit commitment to develop capabilities to disrupt adversaries' use of space capabilities if necessary to defend U.S. and coalition forces. The memo also calls for greater investment in space capabilities. The memo was signed by Army Chief of Staff General Randy George, Army Secretary Christine Warmoth, and Sergeant Major of the Army Michael Weimer. NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, JPL, laid off 100 contractors last week because of uncertainty about the federal budget. The layoffs primarily affected the Mars Sample Return Program, which NASA is slowing down as a precaution if the program receives a significant budget cut in the final 2024 fiscal year appropriations bill. 
as proposed in a Senate bill. JPL leadership warned that, if that cut is enacted, layoffs of JPL employees may also be necessary. The cuts do not affect missions like the NISAR Earth Science spacecraft or Europa Clipper, both of which remain on schedule for launch this year. Moon Space has won a U.S. Air Force contract to study how its climate monitoring satellites can be used for cloud characterization. Under a small business innovation research phase one contract, Moon Space will perform a feasibility study about how the multispectral instrument has developed could be used to meet the Defense Department's cloud characterization needs. Imaging cloud cover is an important requirement that DOD is looking to fill with a new line of weather satellites. Muon Space is developing small satellites to monitor Earth's climate and ecosystems and launched its first satellite last summer. In other news, China launched an astrophysics mission Tuesday that will study black holes and supernova explosions. A Long March 2C rocket lifted off from Xichang Satellite Launch Center at 2.03 a.m. Eastern and placed the Einstein probe spacecraft into orbit. The spacecraft features lobster eye optics to enable a wide field of view for its X-ray instrument. Astronomers plan to use the spacecraft to study supernova, tidal disruptions of stars caused by black holes and other phenomena that generate X-rays. ESA contributed to the mission with support for the testing and calibrating of the detectors and optical elements for the spacecraft's X-ray telescope. Rocket Lab announced on Monday that the company's next Electron launch will carry four Space Situational Awareness, SSA, satellites for a Canadian company. Rocket Lab said Monday that the four-of-a-kind mission is scheduled to launch on January 18th from New Zealand. It will carry four satellites built by Spire for North Star Earth and Space, part of a constellation being developed by North Star to provide SSA services. Rocket Lab also plans to recover the Electron first stage as part of its ongoing efforts to eventually reuse those boosters. The Independent reports that a Scottish spaceport wants the UK Prime Minister to elevate the profile of space in the government. At a UK Parliament hearing Monday, Scott Hammond, Deputy CEO of Saxavord Spaceport, said the government needs a senior minister devoted to space a topic currently in the portfolio of the country's science minister. Having a space minister, Hammond argued, could help deal with the red tape his spaceport has encountered securing approvals for launches. Orbex announced on Monday that the small launch vehicle developer has hired yet another CEO. The company said Monday that Philip Chambers, a scale-up expert who invested in Orbex's Series C round in 2022, joined the company as CEO. Chambers has previously led a number of technology companies, but has little experience in space beyond his investment in Orbex. Chambers becomes the fourth CEO in less than a year for Orbex. Longtime CEO Chris Larmore resigned in April 2023 and was replaced on an interim basis by Christian von Bengtsson. Martin Coates took over as CEO in late May. In addition to Chambers, Orbex said it hired Miguel Bello Mora former director general of the new Spanish Space Agency, as its executive chairman.